1: Welcome to the ball blast podcast here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trillbridge. Hey, welcome
2: into the ball blast fantasy football podcast where it's our goal is to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at BallBlastEm, BallBlastEM.
0: And I'm Kate. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And I'm Jake.
1: You can find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W.
0: Go smash that five-star
2: mark on your podcast app. Just if you love our podcast, you know, and you enjoy listening to us, do that kind little favor to us. It helps us so much. Guys, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hopefully you're listening before the episodes and it's still Thanksgiving. Um, What do you guys all do on Thanksgiving? Jake, what's your tradition with your family?
1: We don't really have like a tradition. We just have an amalgamation of things that we occasionally do, and one of them is just eating a lot of food. So that's that's kind of a tradition. We're going up to my brother's, who lives outside of Chicago, though, and that should be interesting. It's the first time I've gone there, so now I just get to marvel at his house and, and uh, envy all of the things that he has that I don't.
2: What is your favorite food? What's your favorite thing Oh, was Green bean
1: casserole.
2: Yeah, oh. It was, oh no. 100% no, green bean
1: casserole. It's fine. I would eat nothing else besides green bean casserole. I think it's th- great.
0: This is over. Yeah. <laughs> this is over. I Jake, mean, green well, bean had a good casserole's run. fine. It's what do you like about it? Like I'm, I'm so I confused. I um, th- No. The, I'm a
1: texture person. You know, I'm all about textures. And like, if you get a good green bean casserole, it has a mixture of textures that all go real nice. You get the crunch, the, well, kind of crunch from the green bean. And then those crispy onion things on top of it, the little mushrooms in, oh, it's all so good. Is oh. your
2: family a good cook? Like, do you have a bunch of good cooks in your family? Yeah, I
1: think so. I mean, I'm not one of them, but other people are.
2: I know. Our family's asking us to bring over the Hawaiian rolls.
0: And the store was sold out. <laughs> so we, we couldn't even do that because we can't find them.
2: But uh, they clearly don't trust our cooking skills. Um, I am going to make cookies. But I'm very excited for stuffing. That's my favorite. That's
0: my favorite. Yeah. I love stuffing. I could just
2: have a whole plate of stuffing and mashed potatoes, and I would be a happy girl.
0: And nobody the, needs turkey. I'm out
2: on stuffing. Nobody needs turkey, I feel like. I feel like you could just eliminate turkey enough. from Thanksgiving and it would be the exact same. Yeah. People just like kind of just deal with it. They're like, "Yeah, I'm going to eat
0: it." But like nobody really It's int- just
1: chicken.
2: It's It's
0: you know, a worse chicken. That's all chicken. it is. It's just kind
1: of a worse
2: chicken.
0: It's a yeah. worse chicken. It's a worse chicken, but it is like the most time consuming chicken on the face of the freaking <laughs> planet. Yeah, like you could cook chicken in like 10 <laughs> minutes. This turkey And you have like- to like go in the chicken's butt Essential, like it, no. No. It's
2: lost. No. <laughs> That's true. No. Yeah. I, I'm all for just like eliminating it. And then I'm sure turkeys would be happy. You know? I feel like we only <laughs> do we it it's if a we win-win. didn't If we didn't eat them, they'd probably be pretty excited. I would much rather like cook up some steaks. That sounds like a way oh better. Oh my God. And then you can have your stuffing and your mashed day. potatoes with your steak. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds way better. Who do we write to Petition to get to? the
1: foods changed yeah. for Thanksgiving? How? <laughs> yeah, how do we I don't make know
2: who. Who I guess pitched? we could start it I, and we'll start. Okay. We'll be like trendy. We'll start the trend.
0: But <laughs> I'm there's, so hungry now. <laughs> I know.
2: But there are three <laughs> games on tomorrow as well. While we eat you know, that first game, I kind of like it because it sucks so bad. So that's like the beginning of being with the family. Right. So it's not like you're, you know, you can immediately leave them and like, start like just looking at the game. You got to talk to your family for a second, but at least you're only missing the lions bears game. Like who cares about that game? It'll be nice to have on in the background. I'm actually pretty excited for that second game. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys versus the Raiders, that could be a decent game if Derek Carr can put together a good game.
0: And, you know,
2: hopefully CeeDee Lamb is okay enough yeah, to play. Yeah, Derek
0: Carr's so good.
2: But one guy that's not playing, That we should just jump in the news and notes. it's Alvin Kamara. I'm not grateful for this. Alvin Kamara is not playing for the third straight week Uh, And then also Mark Ingram is banged up. So if you're listening to this before, a a Thursday night football, like I think I'm just staying away from this backfield altogether. I don't really want to do it. It's a hard matchup against the Bills. Not loving it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, both of these guys we'd probably expect inefficiency from regardless against the Buffalo Bills. Like there's no upside here for me in this backfield. Maybe if uh, you are uh, like – so very desperate. Like, I... I No. No. Don't. <laughs> don't. 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 All right. Don't. Uh, C.D. Lamb, on the other hand, apparently he's going to clear
2: a concussion protocol, or at least trending that way, which if he had a concussion on Sunday, if it actually... Like, I guess I don't know all it's the details. It's all about the symptoms. Was it a full... Like, a hard... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me that he could already pass it and play another game in four days but I I mean if he's out there you're starting him in your lineup so you know if he plays plug him in Adrian Peterson was released from the Titans which I feel bad for the guy but it's just kind of like it makes me giggle I'm like why did you even sign him then because he he got beat out by Dontrell Hilliard (laughs) (laughs) like you're telling me like you saw he had something left but you cut him three weeks later for Dontrell Hilliard I don't I don't know.
0: It's just so weird to me that they did not make a move before the trade deadline. Like I think that is the weirdest thing ever.
1: It's egregious.
0: It's so egregious, but it just doesn't it didn't make sense. Like you are you are leading the AFC and you are just kind of coasting at RB and you had an opportunity and it, no, no.
2: No. What doesn't make sense to me is preseason, right? Why play? Because Mackay Sargent for them in the preseason went off. Like he was the best running back in the preseason. He was so good. So I kept him in some dynasty leagues in case Derrick Henry ever got hurt. And then they waited until Henry got hurt to then cut him immediately. So, like, what's the point of preseason? Just get rid of it then because the stars don't play and apparently it doesn't matter if these guys ball out. Like, just get rid of it. But
1: Get rid of turkey. Get rid of preseason. Yeah. Makai
2: Surgeon's not with them anymore. So let's talk about Dontrell Hill- Hilliard because he had 10 targets last week, eight receptions for 47 yards. Uh, are we dare trusting him in fantasy? Like, he clearly is that dude. And he had seven carries for 35 yards. Ooh,
0: like I would rather play him mm. than Mark
2: Ingram. I would as well. But and PPR, like,
0: I'll say. The the line here is just so gross. <laughs> like I I think like last week was a very weird game. So honestly, I wouldn't totally be surprised if if we came out this week and and saw Hilliard get a smaller role.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, it was just the weirdest game of all time. The Titans lost to the Houston Texans. Yeah,
2: they had a comeback. What about you, Jake? Would you dare start him?
1: I mean, some people are going to be that desperate where that's going to be a reality for you and and somebody who's going to get presumably he can still get five targets pretty easily. It's like, ah, maybe I just need that. Maybe I just need the prospect of six points in that that spot, and then great, but that's the only situation where I'm doing that.
2: It's not a pretty matchup either. It's against the Patriots. But would you rather start a guy like Hilliard or Ty Johnson, which I also don't want any part of, for the Jets? Now that the Jets' running back starter, Michael Carter, is out, would you rather start Ty Johnson? The Jets have you know, are going against Houston or Hilliard.
1: I would I would much rather have Ty Johnson, as icky as that is to say. Okay. Like, that's a strong preference still this week.
2: Speaking of the Jets, there's a lot of news with them because Zach Wilson's going to start. Apparently Mike White Aww. and Joe Flacco are on the COVID list, but he's going to start. That could impact Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore's been killing it with every other quarterback besides Zach Wilson. Um, but his, you know, his snap percentage has gone up. Hopefully he can get some good targets from Zach Wilson because I do think he'll get a lot of them because Corey Davis, uh, the wide receiver for the Jets, he hurt his groin in practice on Wednesday and it's looking like he could miss this week. So, lots of news there. What are we doing with the Jets? Jake, I would love to hear your thoughts on Elijah Moore. Like, I clearly love him. Uh, he was my Just Started a week last week and he went off. Very proud of that. What are your feelings with Elijah Moore with Zach Wilson instead of Joe Flacco?
1: I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect because he's done it with every other quarterback there. Like he did it with Josh Johnson. He did it with Mike White. But he hasn't done it with the presumed starter. And that that's concerning. Like even without the snap count going up during Zach Wilson's time, uh, I'm still nervous about it. But I'm going to start him because I feel like I, I have to just see it.
2: Yeah. I, I'm I'm really nervous for it, and I like I don't want to start him if I don't have to, even though it's hard because he's been so good. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't love this for him. It is a nice matchup. Um, so yeah, you're probably starting him, but I, I'm just nervous. Kate, what about you with Elijah Moore?
0: Ooh, uh, um, <laughs> so I like I I believe in the talent of Elijah Moore, and I am willing to throw him into the lineups this week just because he has been playing so well. Uh, the, like, just the the hope is that Zach Wilson learned a little something.
2: Zach Wilson hopefully, like, got to watch them, the other quarterbacks, not just chuck it down the field every five seconds and hope for the best. Like, you can take the underneath throws and learn from that. So hopefully we see a better Zach Wilson than we
0: did before his injury. From a clean pocket, which we know is indicative of just, like, pure quarterback play, Zach Wilson threw two touchdowns, and seven interceptions. So, like, you're not under pressure making poor decisions. You're just making really poor decisions. Yeah,
1: just bad. So
0: I, I my hope is just that uh, we we get a good situation because I like the matchup. Yep.
2: Uh, Aaron Jones is back practicing on oh,
0: Wednesday. This makes my heart With sing. the
2: MCL sprain. I would be shocked if he can already go. Um, do you think he's ready to go this week, Jake? That seems really fast.
1: It just it doesn't seem like they would do it. Like, even if he's ready, quote-unquote, it just doesn't seem like the, the time for them to do it. Because they're dealing with so many other injuries, and like their offensive line is just looking woof uh, right now. And so to force him back into that this week would be presumptuous,
2: yeah. I think. And they uh, so I think they hold out. him out one more week. Yeah, that seems yeah. silly to me. Uh, Hollywood Brown, back up practice on Wednesday with Lamar Jackson, so that's good. With those two back, you plug them both in back into your lineup. Allen Robinson uh, missed this about the Thanksgiving news. He's doubtful to play. It doesn't really matter for him because you don't want to start him anyways, but I do think this is a nice boost for Darnell Mooney, who I will be talking about a little bit later. And then Jarvis Landry is a, do, did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Keep an eye on that because it's actually a really nice matchup against the Ravens. Uh, they've been allowing a lot of yards through the air this season. And then another Brown Kareem Hunt. Good news though, um, he's expected to play
0: Week Twelve find versus it the Ravens. So funny when we refer to like a Browns player as a single, as a singular Brown, a Brown, just one Brown. He's a Brown. Um, I I love Kareem Hunt. Love Kareem Hunt. Uh, he is like a, an automatic slot back into your lineups. Yeah, I agree. Should have been my start of the week this week. Mm, it's a little risky to do right away. But let's
2: get into those starts of the week, scrumptious starts of the week, which I feel like is perfection for Thanksgiving. They're just going to be so ju. They're not going to be like turkeys because those aren't yummy, but they're going to be like green bean casserole, right?
0: No. All right, before we talk about our scrumptious starts, though, we do have to take a minute to talk about props fantasy. It is time to take your fantasy leagues to a whole new level and experience a brand new way to play fantasy football using the teams you already have without creating more leagues you connect your accounts with props fantasy they're currently hosting sleeper and yahoo sync up your rosters and get ready to win some challenges you can put some money down on the line and challenge literally anybody whether or not they're in your league uh to a head-to-head matchup it's amazing uh, you can mix and match IDP, non-IDP. They just sort of take the common denominators between your leagues, and boom, you can play anybody in a head-to-head matchup on a week-to-week basis. Uh, Michelle and I are currently in the big props event, and guys, uh, I don't like my team anymore that I submitted. No, so we get we got <laughs> to pick one team. We're we're very excited for this props contest. Uh, we get to go in, and I'm going head to head with Dynasty Nerds Garrett Price. So we each picked one of our favorite rosters, and uh, you can go in and vote for who who you think's gonna win. Uh, Michelle, you're going up against Dave Kluge of Football Guys. There's there's gonna be some like tension on the line here. Garrett Price uh, taught us a lot about fantasy, but guys, you can go in. And pick which team you think is going to take home the prize. Back me, obviously. Uh, But when you do that, you will be entered to win an Aaron Rodgers signed helmet, which is amazing. And guys, uh, Aaron Rodgers' toes probably haven't even touched that helmet, which is amazing. But go in there, try it out, challenge your friends to a contest, challenge the biggest smack talker in your league to a contest, over at Props Fantasy, and sign up with our unique link. That's propsfantasy.com slash ballblast. So meaty.
1: What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat?
2: Good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Yeah. All right, scrumptious starts of the week. We'll start at quarterback, as always. Jacqueline, who are you starting? Jacqueline.
1: <laughs> that really threw me for a loop. Uh, I am uh, Jacqueline, and I am starting Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Minnesota Vikings this week. We just watched, speaking of Aaron Rodgers and his weird COVID toe, we just watched him in that toe throw for 385 yards and four touchdowns. That season best numbers against the Vikings this past week. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo himself has actually thrown for 300-plus yards in three of his eight games that he's uh, finished. That's not too shabby, and of those games, he's only had one below 15 fantasy points. So you already know he had a respectable floor, much higher of a floor than I anticipated coming into the year. He has a full complement of weapons, ready to roll. I expect him to be, uh, you know, a top 10 guy this week.
2: That's really, it's possible. Like somehow Jimmy Garoppolo has held on to this job and he's looking pretty good. The 49ers look really good. Like they got destroyed by the Cardinals and then all of a sudden they're like one of the best teams in the league. Like I don't really understand. They've just been killing it. And yeah, he could do it against the Vikings. It scares me because I feel like Garoppolo is either like he's going to get a couple touchdowns or he's going to get zero. Like there's never like, there's not many games he only like throws one. Like, it just doesn't happen. So he can he can give you a big fat zero or a good one. But I like this play for him or for everyone else. Uh, my guy, it's a little bit easier. And Kate talked about him last week. It ended up being fantastic. Cam Newton versus the Dolphins. If you were weary about him, you know, joining a new team and about – picking him up or he's back. or starting him in fantasy. Like, I think he showed us last week. He is back, and he's always been a really solid fantasy scorer. He wasn't fantastic with the Patriots, but he still scored fantasy points. And now with all of these weapons around him that he did not have last year, it just puts up his floor so much, and he has such a high ceiling. Last week, you have to remember, this dude hasn't started – he hasn't even been on a team all season long. Like, he hasn't been playing football at all. In his very first start, everyone expects the world from him because he's playing against his old coach, so they think he's going to be so great. And he actually he played a very solid game for a quarterback that hasn't played in that long, and then he put up 26 fantasy points because that's what he's going to do. He was a quarterback four on the week. He rushed 10 times, and we all know we love us some rushing quarterbacks with fantasy football. He plays against the Dolphins this week, allowing the fifth most fantasy points this season to quarterbacks. You plug him in. I think you can play Cam Newton the rest of the season. I really do.
0: Oh, I I said this before. Uh it's gonna sound familiar, folks. Cam Newton is a QB1 rest of season.
2: A QB1. It's a the QB one, right? I didn't yeah,
0: I didn't say the. Okay. I'm just
2: clarifying. I did just not say the clarifying. Kate, who is your start of the
0: week? All right, this one's kind of Iffy. Okay. Uh, the matchup is great. The talent is great-ish. Not right now, though. It doesn't feel good. Russell Wilson against the Washington football team. Uh, so, like I said, the matchup's delicious. We've talked at length uh, just all season long. Washington has been just a very efficient matchup for opposing quarterbacks, uh, allowing an average of 280 passing yards, 2.4 passing touchdowns, which leads the league. Now, Russell Wilson is iffy. Um he doesn't look right. He doesn't. Something's he do- wrong with that man. Uh maybe maybe it's his finger, uh which is I've heard important for quarterbacks and like throwing a football and stuff. But I mean, like I'm not expecting him to be this bad, all right? So back-to-back weeks Uh, had a sub-55% completion rate. Like, that is not Russell Wilson's game. I think, like, with two games under their belt, uh, my hope is that Pete Carroll is going to figure out, get the ball to DK Metcalf. Like, I think things have been obviously wrong enough uh, that we should be able to game plan this. Russell Wilson's just a good quarterback. No, they don't look right, but... The matchup's just too delicious for me, uh, not to slot him into my lineups. And I know you sound
2: really confident about this
0: pick. Like you sound um, like you really want to do it. You know, um, it's
1: Washington. Come yeah, on, it's, it's- Washington. It's, Anybody can.
0: It's like I'm very nervous about this pick. Uh, which this is probably the most nervous I've ever been, like in terms of confidence in starting Russell Wilson. Uh, but. I think you just got to do it. If you can't
2: start him now, then you shouldn't even be rostering him. Yes. In a redraft league, like if you can't start him against Washington, when are you going to be able to start him? So if you have him, plug him in, and he should have a nice week.
0: And there's plenty of like gross matchups here this week that I'm just like, sure, I'll take Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Russell? Russell.
2: Um, (laughs) Let's move over to our running backs, our scrumptious running backs of the week. Jake, who you got?
1: Well, by name, he's not a scrumptious running back, but by uh, law of attrition, I think, in the rest of the running back situation, he's become somewhat scrumptious this week. It's Miles Sanders. He's playing the New York Giants.
2: I almost picked Uh, him.
1: Last, yeah, last week, I wasn't a believer in him coming back and and being fantasy relevant. And uh, he looked good against a tough Saints run defense last week. 16 rush attempts, 94 yards that's great. He didn't get a touchdown. He didn't get any receptions, and that's a bummer, of course, but he gets a much softer run defense against the Giants, so even if he doesn't get involved in the receiving game, which is a definite possibility here, uh, then he should still be just fine, and Jordan Howard now dealing with an injury there, so he should get even more work this week. The Giants giving up the seventh most yards, eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. There's so many worse options than Miles Sanders uh to the point that he becomes a de facto fringe running back one.
2: Yeah, I almost picked him because he didn't get to play very many snaps last week. Um but he did he did well with his touches. Now he gets another week back. Jordan Howard is not likely to play. Like I think his snaps go way back up again and all they're doing is running the ball like 40 plus rushing attempts since week 8. Um, each game, like they're just killing it. Over 200 rushing yards per game since week eight. I love me some Eagles. I'm just rooting for them to make it to the playoffs. I I hope it happens. Uh, My guy is playing the Eagles this week. It's Saquon Barkley, which this might be the only time we can actually talk about Saquon Barkley in a scrumptious start (laughs) because his name just feels like too obvious. But I mean, it's been a rough year. If you drafted him, it hasn't been a fantastic year. The first two weeks of the season, he scored four points and nine points. And then you finally saw him get back fully healthy after the ACL tear. He put up 21 plus points and then 21 points and then 30 points before he got injured in week five. You had to be without him for all those weeks. He comes back and you don't know what to do. And then he puts up 11 points, which is fine, but not what we wanted. Uh, He only had six carries last week. I expect that number to go way up. They're playing against the Buccaneers that just people don't run. Teams just do not run on the Buccaneers. It, it doesn't work unless you're Khalil Herbert. He's like the only one that's figured it out. Uh, but anyone else cannot. But he did still have six targets, and I expect the targets to still be there. I expect the carries to go up. The matchup is fantastic against the Eagles, um, allowing a ton of rushing yards this season, and they're allowing the eighth-most fantasy points to the running back position this season. They finally, finally, the Giants fired Jason Garrett, such a bad play caller he's just just so incredibly bad uh freddy the kitchens worst. we'll see if he's any better i actually liked him as a play caller in cleveland terrible head coach but i liked him as a play caller so we'll see what happens there and then Kadarius tony he's banged up with a quad injury because dude can't stay healthy um i think it's because he tries to like cut every single time he gets the ball in his hands it's like wild uh, but he can't stay healthy so if he's injured if he misses the game he had 12 targets last week that's a lot of targets to go around. I expect um, Kenny Galladay to be covered by Darius Slay. So Barkley should see a ton of targets. I love Barkley this week. And I, with me saying he's a scrumptious start, I mean like 25 points scrumptious start.
0: That's Will he finish it. as the RB1? I'll
2: say top three.
0: I feel like that's not spicy enough. I'm tachi, saying 25 tachi.
2: plus points. Mm. But you know, someone could get 30 or something. So that's not really fair. OK. Sure. <laughs> okay tell yours because uh this guy hasn't been great
0: uh no he was actually my fate of the week last week i'm going back for antonio gibson i'm pulling him back into the water uh things haven't been like uh the, the upside wasn't exactly there last week which i did say um i was concerned about like the game script and efficiency it turns out he was actually efficient average five yards per carry last week. Uh, against a pretty tough Carolina Panthers defense. But this time, this time, uh, we get Seattle, which is amazing. So Seattle's allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. What happened last week uh, that really just sort of put the nail in Gibson's coffin was that he didn't get any targets, which, what?
2: Yeah, not a single target. Not a
0: single target. Seattle is the perfect remedy for this they are allowing just about 70 receiving yards to the running back position per game uh which leads all nfl rosters i think this is just a nice way to get him back involved as a as a receiver um maybe you know that means you throw in a little jd mckissick into some of your daily fantasy lineups uh but i think antonio gibson like he's had 24 carries 19 carries like he's been getting a ton of work i just think this is where we're actually going to see it pay off
2: i think it's fair so much with gibson is touchdown or bust but this could definitely be a game he scored it's like he scores two touchdowns or zero so he's either he's either fantastic or he does nothing um but yeah i think this could be a game he scores at least one if not multiple so i like it jake this feels like a homer pick to you we're moving on to the wide receiver position um should I dare say Homer with uh, this wide receiver you're choosing?
1: Yeah, I think it's 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 fair for you to think that. If you if you didn't understand my previous relationship with this player, I completely understand <laughs> it. But I'm talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's playing the Los Angeles Rams this week. I'm not an MVS fan. I'm going to say that up front. I, I've had my qualms with him for a very long time. You don't like that he but... drops
2: wide-open balls from Rodgers?
1: Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite thing <laughs> that not any Aaron player Rogers does. Aaron Rodgers'
2: favorite
0: either.
1: No. No, it's definitely not. But last week, we actually saw Aaron Rodgers hyper-target MVS early and often, like confusingly, an odd amount, using the same play over and over and over again. And the ball kept landing 10 yards in front of him. So I don't think that that was all MVS's fault. I think that was partly Aaron's fault. It's a broken ball. Now, jump. luckily, there was... It's that. Friggin' toe, man. But MVS got 10 total targets throughout that game. I only saw four receptions because, again, he kept getting overthrown. But he put up 123 yards, which is, I mean, that's what he does. He gets the long catches, and he's going to rack up those yards when he can. He's like a low-grade Deshaun Jackson in that way. Um, But we did see it eventually start to click later in the game. They shifted him over to the left side of the field, and that worked out for him. What's good about this matchup, though, you've got Devonte Adams having to deal with Jalen Ramsey on one side, and then MVS is going to have to deal with the lesser evil uh, in terms of cornerbacks. So if he's that willing to throw to him, no matter what, then Aaron Rodgers is going to make MVS a play this week.
2: Yeah, I, I, this is my thing with MVS. Anytime I've ever trusted him... He's put up zero points in my lineup. Like, that's his floor. Like, he can give you nothing. And it's like, he reminds me so much of Christian Kirk because it's the same thing. I, like, start to buy in Mm. on Christian Kirk because he'll, like, have a big game or two big games. And then when you finally trust him, they do nothing. And I just, I have a hard time with trusting him. I would much rather trust the guy I picked, and that is Darnell Mooney. He's been, like, he's been on fire as of late, scoring over 20 fantasy points in each of the last two games. And, like, it's against the Steelers and against the Ravens, which, you know, the names sound harder, like the defenses of the those teams sound better than they actually are this year. They're not actually that good, uh, but still impressive that he did that. And Justin Fields is going to miss this game. It's Andy Dalton. And it's weird to say, but like Andy Dalton's going to provide more, like better accurate targets to Mooney than Justin Fields will. Alan Robinson's doubtful to play. That's just going to leave more targets to go to Mooney's way. Mooney had 16 targets last week. 16. Like, that is wild. He only – this is even more wild. He only had five receptions. (laughs) 16 targets. Only five receptions. But he still – another weird twist of events. He ended up with 121 yards. So he did all he could with those five receptions, and he had a
0: touchdown. It's the most efficient – inefficient performance (laughs) like of all time
2: it really is but i do feel better with andy dalton playing like you saw the targets were were more accurate to mooney and that's kind of when he had his big plays um that's when he had his touchdown as soon as andy dalton came in so i feel better about him playing with dalton which is a weird thing to say i still love you justin fields but you you need to take a second you you know you've been a little rough um but they get the lions They get the Lions this week. Hope you're listening before the early Thanksgiving game. The Lions defense has been randomly pretty solid over the last two weeks after getting destroyed by the Eagles. Uh, But that's against the Steelers and against the Browns, which their offenses are just dead right now. They don't know what in the world they're doing. I'm not saying the Bears offense is much better, but I'm not worried about the Lions defense whatsoever. Mooney's a must play to me this week. I think he's going to get too many targets to sit him on your bench.
0: Yeah, he's, he's the must-play of Turkey Day. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: I, word play. A word play. Um, he would be my captain if I played the DFS
0: lineup. Okay, so you're... I'm half, all in. Okay, I love it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be many... Like, I, I could see him ranking very highly in terms of targets this week. Uh, again, maybe maybe not efficiency. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, or maybe we'll see too much efficiency. Who knows?
2: I see you're taking all the very risky players this week. Tell me about your wide receiver scrumptious start of the week.
0: Yeah, uh, I am. I like I kind of went ballsy to the wallsy this week. Uh, outside of maybe Antonio Gibson, who just touches the ball constantly, so he's not all that ballsy to the wallsy. But I'm going with Brandon Ayuk versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings have been a beatable matchup through the air But looking at what Brandon Ayuk has done over the last four weeks, like, yes, obviously, Debo Samuel is the king and all of that good stuff. But Brandon Ayuk is actually, like, quietly getting his way out of the doghouse. And it's been nice to see. He has had at least seven targets in three of his last four games. In that span, he's just seen, like, a steady increase of offensive snap count, like, throughout the season. I, I genuinely believe that he is out of that doghouse. Uh, in the last four weeks, he's seen 26 targets, uh, ranks 18th among wide receivers, ranks 13th in receiving yards over those last four games, 7th in yards after the catch. He's he's performing well. He scored two touchdowns. Um, like he, he looks better out there. He just looks more competent and more comfortable. Uh, and I, I like the matchup against Minnesota. I think he's going to have a – a very nice day, uh, like easy wide receiver to play.
2: Yeah, I almost made him my start of the week. I just was too nervous, too nervous to do it. But Ayuk looks like he was so good last year. Like, we know the talent's there. It's we know just, the
0: upside's We so don't there. know
2: what uh, Kyle Shanahan's thinking in any given week. So that's the only thing that scares me. But he should have a great game. I agree. All right, let's roll through our favorite tight end scrumptious start of the week. Uh, Jake, who you got?
1: is a cheapy. This is an easy one. I don't care. I'm calling Gronk out in this space, uh, and he's my tight end one this week overall. So that's how I made it a little spicy there. But he's it's really not that spicy because he's the tight end three in points per game in total on the year, that includes a game where he got injured. He only played six snaps. He's still the tight end That's three wild. in points per game. So I just want the recognition out there for folks who have been missing him, and they're like, well, he's been injured. I haven't seen him lately, uh, except for last week when he still did amazingly. He's seen uh, eight targets in three of the four full games that he's played to this point, Brady He loves him." Brady just absolutely loves him, and Indianapolis is not a bad matchup for tight ends. They allow the sixth most points to the position, so all in on Gronkster.
2: Let me ask you this, all right? Because you're right, Gronk has been amazing, and in his three full games that he's played, he's averaging 20 fantasy points a game. Like, that's fantastic. I have Darren Waller and Rob Gronkowski in one league. Who would you start?
1: I would feel much more certain with Gronk. Like I said, Ooh. he's my tight end one, and Darren Waller has been to hit and miss. I know it sounds icky because Darren Waller's the name, but he's been much more hit and miss, and I don't believe in Derek Carr. There's my answer. Okay,
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. And I think Dallas is going to like only focus on starting or stopping Waller. I still would play Waller if you have him, but since I'm deciding between two mm. great tight ends, I, I think you talked me into it. I'm going to go with Gronk. My guy is so much grosser than yours. And obviously if I had the choice between Rob Gronkowski or Evan Ingram, my guy, I would easily take Gronk. Uh, but I, I'm going with Evan Ingram versus the Eagles this week. I know, it's gross. And he's just a, not a very good player. Like, that's just, just how it is. He's not a very good receiver. Uh, very athletic, not great at catching a ball. And never scores touchdowns. But Adam Troutman, who has done nothing his, his two seasons in the nfl everyone was excited about him he hasn't done anything last week against the eagles he put up a career high 58 receiving yards and he also had a touchdown which was only his second touchdown of his career the first one of his season and he almost had a second touchdown last week against the eagles that got called back so it's like the eagles are so incredibly bad at covering the tight end position like this is the play you any single time there is a tight end playing the Eagles. You just have to think about playing them. And that was last. Like, people played Adam, Adam Troutman because of that. And it ended up being a pretty solid fantasy day for a tight end. Kyle Rudolph is out this game. Like I said, Tony Kadarius Tony's injured. That should lead to more targets going to Evan Ingram's way. I already brought up, I think, Darius Slay is going to cover um, Kenny Galladay. So, like, Daniel Jones is going to have to look Evan Ingram's way. The Eagles are giving up 19.8 fantasy points per game to the tight end position this year. The next closest worst team is the Chargers at 17 points. Two more points per game than the next worst. It's just, it, I, I think Evan Ingram's a really solid play. Like, I, I I think he scores 15 points this week.
0: I like that. Uh, it's legit. Yeah.
1: It's,
0: it's sort of like the perfect mix of opportunity and just grossness, like coming to fruition
2: nobody was excited about plugging in adam trauman and it worked so uh i I think it's going to be the same exact thing this week with ingram
0: yeah uh i'm i'm going with a name that i think uh has been one of the most disappointing names in fantasy football this year and it's noah Fant. but this week he gets the chargers who are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position actually along the
2: second most sorry to correct you there but Um, Really? Yeah, I just
0: looked up, so that's even better for you. Oh, okay. Excellent. Sorry for my poor note-taking, guys. (laughs) Um, They have allowed two 100-plus receiving yard games to the tight end position, which we know is uh, no easy feat for opposing tight ends. Uh, Two touchdowns allowed to tight ends in each of the last two games. Seven out of nine games they have allowed a touchdown to be scored by a tight end Noah Fant, like, he hasn't been getting volume. It's been super concerning. But I do think Noah Fant should be hopefully good for a touchdown. It, it's it, uh, it's, gross.
2: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't score touchdowns. It's weird. Is there anyone that has more hype than Noah Fant? It, just throughout his entire career, um, it just does nothing.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say it's because of the situation, and I'd like to come up with a bunch of excuses. <laughs> but at a certain point, it's just Noah Fan is what we thought Noah Fan would be. But that's okay because you can still use him in certain matchups like this
2: one. It doesn't make sense because he's super athletic, and if you get the ball in his hands in space, he looks amazing. But for some reason, they just don't feed him consistently. Like some games, he'll have like ten targets. You're like, where did that come from? And the next game, he'll get two. It's just like you never know. But I, I do like this matchup for him, and I think he's a good play. So if you had to choose, Jake, would it be Noah Fan or Evan Ingram?
1: Ugh, I hate this. I hate this. I go matchup-based, and I'll take my lumps potentially against Philly. I'll go with Ingram, I guess.
2: All right, I like that. I I like that I talked you into that. (laughs) uh, We talked enough about our scrumptious starts. Let's do the biggest fades. Maybe we should call it the biggest turkeys of the week right? Because now we're fading the turkeys. <laughs> turkeys. Bunch of turkeys. Yeah. I, I like it. This is the biggest turkey of the week. Um, Jake, who's your guy?
1: Um, My phone started playing music and that was weird. Pro <laughs> football reference apparently has some sweet jock jams in the background. Uh, my fate of the week is Tua Tagovailoa, who is playing against the Carolina Panthers. I I love Tua, and I'm very impressed with everything he's done this season. And in fact, if you throw out that one game where he only got to play half of the game because he was benched and then he came in in the second half, uh, if you take that game out, he hasn't scored fewer than 17 fantasy points in any of his actual games. And that, that's really great. But Carolina Panthers, that's not a great matchup. They have just a rough defense for opposing quarterbacks. They have the second highest pressure rate Sixth highest blitz rate in the NFL. They're allowing the second fewest passing yards. Not a single quarterback has thrown for 300 yards against them this season. I don't think he's going to be the guy to break that streak. Uh, he's mobile-ish, but he's not a running quarterback, so he's not going to get salvaged that way. And so I'm a little little scared for him this week.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. It's too hard of a matchup, and he's not, he's not one of those guys that's a must start. So I'm totally with you there. My guy's Cortland Sutton. I know that like, he just has the name to it where you think like he's a must-star, but he's really not any, anymore. With Jerry Judy back, like he just doesn't get the targets. With Judy gone, I mean, he had games of 8, 11, 14 targets. Now that Judy's back, it's five targets, four targets. The last two weeks, it's, it's been two targets and three targets. He has three total receptions over the last two games. That's not great. Uh, Actually, five total receptions over the last three games. Uh, It's just, it's not there for him. And he's not, for some reason, he's not a big touchdown scorer. He never has been throughout his career. He's a monster of a human. It doesn't make sense they don't use him uh, in the red zone, but they just don't. And the Chargers are, like, they're not a good matchup against wide receivers. As of late, they have been allowing wide receivers to put up over 100 yards, but it's guys like... Uh, Justin Jefferson and Deontay Johnson. They had 11 targets and 13 targets in those games. That's not who Cortland Sutton is. He's not getting getting those kind of looks. I think you can run on the Chargers pretty easily, so the Broncos are going to do that. It should be a close game. I don't expect them to have to pass all that often. If they do, like Kate already brought up, Noah Fant should have a good game because that's where the Chargers struggle against tight ends. I just I don't want to start Cortland Sutton at all. Like I'm still fine starting Jerry He's, Judy because he gets the targets, but not Sutton, yeah, Sutton's, Sutton's becoming
1: a bench rest of season, yeah. for me.
0: is he a droppable player? I don't know. yeah, is he?
1: I'm I, comfortable dropping him in redraft for sure. I, probably I, I have no
0: do qualms it, but, with that uh, I actually no, i I actually kind of like the move uh to to drop him because then you'll have somebody else, scoop yeah, if him up. I saw him on waivers, I'd pick him up.
2: So I would be one of those losers to. Pick him up and probably play him and (laughs) and get a big, like, three points in my lineup. But, yeah, he hasn't scored more than six points uh, since week seven, which is pretty crazy. Um, Kate, who's your biggest fade?
0: I'm fading Justin Herbert versus the Broncos. Divisional matchup uh, doesn't feel like it's going to be, um, like, a a huge barn burner for me. Uh, But, like, Justin Herbert, he's really boomed. Or he's been, meh. Yeah. Um, Like, he's had four performances of 30 or more points. And then otherwise, he's just kind of like a fringe QB1, QB2. Yeah,
2: he's not even a QB1 in those games. He scores like 12 points. It's either 30 plus points or 12 points. Like, there's no in between. There's no
0: in between for him. And it's been really uh, sort of frustrating because Justin Herbert's a guy that I had projected much like everybody else, as like a top five quarterback this season.
2: Well, he still is going to be really high. Oh, he this.
0: is because, but also partially because this season is just garbage. Yeah. Like, it's absolute garbage. But the Broncos—they're allowing the third fewest passing touchdowns in the NFL, fifth fewest passing yards, and one interesting stat that I just pulled out of my research today: Justin Herbert leads the NFL in most interceptions thrown from a clean pocket with Hmm. eight interesting interesting it's not like an indictment like from like when you look at you know his passing grade and all of his other metrics uh he's he's putting up quality football from a clean pocket which is good but uh interceptions i hear doc fantasy points so just a fun little nug
2: I think this is going to be a rough game for him. It's a divisional game. He did not perform very well against the Broncos in the two games last year. I know he was a rookie, but still, like these divisional games and the Broncos just are one of those teams that can make it hard on him. I don't love it. I have Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert in a couple leagues that I've held on to them both all year long. It's been a headache. It's been a headache because it's like it's so hard to pick them from week to week. But I'm going with Jalen Hurts uh, with the, versus the Giants over Herbert versus the Broncos. So hopefully he doesn't make me regret that. Anyways, I wish you all the best of Thanksgivings, that you have a great time with your family, that you watch some good football, that you're winning your fantasy football league. So whoever you start tomorrow, they're just going to go off because we're putting that into the universe right now. Um, Anything else you guys want to say before we hop off here?
0: No. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We're thankful for you. And good luck this week. Yeah, we are thankful for you. (laughs)
1: Happy, eat something better than turkey.
0: Yes, (laughs) yes, I love that.
2: All right, everyone, we'll talk to you next week. Hit us up on Twitter if you have any other questions before the games. You can find me, Michelle, at BallBlastM, BallBlastEM. You can find
0: me, Kate, at FFBallBlast.
1: You can find me, Jake, at Jake Trowbridge with a W.
0: Bye, y'all. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, And check out BallBlastFootball.com for more league-winning advice.